0: Hey guys, what is up? Today we're back at it again at this side podcast and I'm the host Giovanni Perez and I'm here joined by my co-host Cesar Gonzalez and today we have a special guest for you guys.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Kevin Velasco
0: So Kevin, why don't you introduce yourself? Who Who is Kevin Velasco?
1: Yeah, of course. So I was born here in Colorado Springs uh, I lived here for a few years before moving out to Dallas with my mother. I only lived there for about three years before returning back here to the Springs. I got to say, I love the city. I love the atmosphere and the culture here. You got to love those mountains, man. Very true. Very yeah. true. So I graduated from Palmer High School in 2019. I actually met Caesar and Gio my freshman year in Palmer High School. Uh, yeah. Back in Spanish class. Back in Spanish class. We I mean, look at us now, we still don't know Spanish. It's dude, crazy. We no. still get out of class. Dude, we don't know <laughs> Spanish or English. No <laughs> yeah, like like the accents, bro. How do you even use those? <laughs> God, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so I attend UCCS with these two. I study economics and political science in uh, in an arts program here at UCCS. And I expect to graduate uh twenty twenty three. So right now I'm interning at C uh, and I have Yo. I have a lot of aspirations in life, I really want to focus in the government realm, and uh, a lot of analytical level positions regarding governments, so it's a little bit by me, uh, kind of a nerd too. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say
2: we're nerds, none of us here are nerds, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. we, we know our way around with the old school barrel. Yep, that's true, that's
0: true, I mean, we've been, we've been friends for quite a while now, all three of us, and... You know we've been we've been able to see each other grow and you know in all different aspects of our lives and so it's more like where are we going in life you know what i mean
2: like what how different has life been for each and every one of us and what kind of keeps on motivating us to pursue this life exactly
1: yeah yeah definitely and you know on on the aspect of seeing each other grow you know i've known you guys since freshman year in freshman year, we were still kids, right? Oh, yeah. We didn't know what the hell we were doing in life. <laughs> you know, we would skip school, skip class, go eat some cheesy bread at the pizzeria. <laughs> <you> know, <right? laughs> hey, that was pretty good cheesy bread. Yeah, it, it was good as hell. Yeah. But, you know, seeing all of us grow into the people we are right now, you know, to to where we are right now with our dreams, aspirations, our goals and accomplishments, it's it's definitely a good feeling to know that, you know, we're in the right direction and we're trying to achieve whatever we're, we're setting out to achieve. So. It's, it's definitely cool um, and honestly you guys are really good friends of mine so it's even better to see you guys you know doing what you guys love to do yeah it's awesome
0: yeah well same goes for for you too dude
1: thanks man it's yeah.
2: something that is really just amazing to see all these people you know grow honestly everybody has their own you know life that they're living outside of you know what we see you at school and we do see you outside of school. But like, besides that, you have your own life. Mm-hmm. You're living your own life. We're living our own life. And we always tend to stay friends no matter what life does throw at us, no matter what does happen with us being friends around like what I'd say, five, six years now, seven. Going, on, yeah, it's going on seven. 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 I, yeah. yeah holy that's that's shit. crazy.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's great. You know, school isn't easy, especially university. Uh, you, know, you get caught up with homework. Yeah. 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 If at, at home, I swear all I do is just study and do homework, it's it's hell. But you know, even after not being able to see you guys for like months, mm-hmm. it's awesome that we're still able to have like this connection. Yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely it's it's cool.
2: For sure. Cool, yeah. For sure. And through this all like we've talked about this before and how like, you know, shitty sometimes life can get, especially with like college, work, family, uh, relationships, and stuff like that, where would you say that in the midst of studying and drowning yourself in assignments and books and everything, where do you find that motivation to keep on going with life?
1: Yeah, it's it's a dilemma. It's a dilemma that challenges a lot of people, especially people our age, Uh because, you know, everyone expects you that uh you know at 18 or 19 years old when you graduate from high school people expect you to know what you want to do what you want to do in life for the next 60 70 years until you retire and it's sort of an absurd statement because you know you're barely getting the grasp of things and uh you barely know what the hell you're doing (laughs) they expect you to just know what you want to do in life and just commit yourself towards that so it's definitely hard for people our age to find that passion and to find those aspirations to keep continuing on whatever they're doing, Mm -hmm. right? I know a lot of people who, uh, so, I know a lot of people who study economics, Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily like it, right? Mm -hmm. They think they're in it for the money, Mm -hmm. they're in it for, uh, because their parents told them to do so, and it's hard. And it's hard because they don't have aspirations, or they don't have dreams in that field, they're not passionate about that. And so, in this situation, it's, it's really hard to continue doing something that you're not necessarily passionate about. So, I think that's the sort of motivation that we need in life. You know, yeah. you have to pursue something that you're really motivated to pursue and passionate about. Because if it's not, then you're really just doing a chore. Yeah, yeah, People don't, people don't like to do chores, man. In my house, the <laughs> dishes are always full. <laughs> and, <you know? laughs> yeah, and then your mom yells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't. People don't like to do chores. You know, people like to follow whatever they're passionate about. And, you know, at eighteen or nineteen years old, it's really hard to find what you're passionate about. So, that's why, at that age, I believe that people should really just go around and discover what they really like. They should explore. They should be curious. And once they do find something they're passionate about, I think they should pursue it. And with that passion comes motivation and ambition. With the ambition comes motivation, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to, you can't really, well, you can. You, people have completed stuff that they're not passionate about. But, you know, my personal ideal, idealisms, I think the perfect motivation is to do something you're really passionate about.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I think that in, in that aspect, what you were just saying just now, um, a stress goes along with that. The reason I say that is because, um, it's, especially in this day and age, because uh, we're like, high, we're graduating from high school and everything like that, we kind of still don't know what we're doing, but we're pressured into thinking that we need to know as soon as we graduate. You know what I mean? And so from that point on, we just, have a weight on our back that we have to pick something soon or something fast no matter what the hell it is at that point point. and still even in college there's people who are undecided but they still have that stress they still have that pressure on their back not knowing what they're what the hell they're going to do in life
2: yeah and it's it's crazy because like the second you enter high school people already start asking you all right what are you planning on doing for the future right and you, they like they give you four years to plan what you're doing for the future and the future lasts what? From the age of 18 to <laughs> the age of 90? <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, you're, you're asking me to find out what I want to do for the rest, literally the rest of my life in four years or eight years or ten years, right? And, I, like, us who's only been alive for about 20 years now, mm-hmm. right? Ten years is already half of our life. But if I go up to someone like um, my grandma, who's been alive for 90, ten years is one-ninth of her life. One-ninth of her life. Damn. And, uh... You think anybody ever really pressured her to what are you going to do with your life? Right for your rest of your life? No, she kind of just I feel like cuz I know she just went with it. But now especially in the United States and with and like in today's society, they're asking you what the hell you want to do with your life and they give you from the age of 14 <laughs> to the age of 18, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's uh, one of the one of the blessings we have in 21st century America, right? Mm-hmm we have the ability to choose to study and to choose a profession and whatever we want, essentially whatever we want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, you, you gave the example of your grandma and you said that she just went with it. And so that's a lot of, that's what a lot of people suffer from. So my dad, he immigrated from Mexico to California and he was 14, Mm -hmm. you know, 14 years old. Yeah. And you know, at that age he was immediately put into the drywall industry. So construction, Yeah. he didn't have a choice. And so that was, that's what mars a lot of the older generation, especially immigrants. Uh, they don't necessarily get to choose what they want. We have the liberty of choosing the education that we want to pursue, the profession that we want to specialize in. And of course, the United States is a huge economy. It's enormous. And because of that, we have a lot of professions that we get to choose from. And it's stressful as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's stressful as hell you know uh some people would say it's a good thing that you have the, the the choice of profession but at the same time it is stressful because you have a lot of options you know you could either pursue something in construction mm-hmm. you could pursue something in education in services in uh IT etc etc so there's a lot of professions to choose and like you said at that age we don't know jack shit about the world Oh yeah we don't yeah. know we literally just got out of high school learning Pythagorean Theorem. <laughs> and they expect us to choose a profession for the next 95 years of our life.
2: And that's that's something crazy that I think about, too. Because I think uh, I talked to, like, my brother and my brother's friends and stuff. And they're, like, wondering... Um, about, like, no, uh, more adult things, but I'm like, you guys haven't even paid taxes. <laughs> 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 what, what does it matter if you, like, broke up with this girl? You, you don't even know how to fully pay taxes yet, dog, <laughs> right? And that's something that, like, is crazy to me because, like, at the age of 18, the school system and, like, society and everybody around us kind of wants us to already know and have our life together to then continue our life by ourselves. By the age of 18, a lot of people don't even graduate at the age of 18. They graduate at like 19 or something Mm -hmm. like that, right? And uh, by that point, by 18, you got to make, you know, one of two choices. Either work your ass off for the rest of your life or, you know, pursue an education, stay in school for longer so that way you don't have to work your ass off, but you still work for the rest of your life to get more money, Mm -hmm. right? And I mean, like, in a sense, what like I'm trying to ask here is does that um, like work or school or profession or passion kind of give you the ability to give life meaning? Like let's say someone does go with the flow, right? It kind of sounded like you didn't, you didn't like the idea of someone going with the flow. Right. Right. And uh, what I kind of want to ask or dive into is finding your passion in work or education does that give life meaning, or is it just a way of making life easier?
1: It's definitely a question that has plagued a lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot Dude, of people. For sure. You know, uh, since the beginning of mankind, um, and it's definitely a hard question as well. You know, there's a fine balance between work and leisure, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and uh, you know, oftentimes people aren't necessarily passionate in the work but they are passionate and their leisure. And yeah. so it's it's really a dilemma because how do you find something that you're passionate about? You know, in, uh, at 18, 19, it's very difficult to find something that you're passionate about. But then I believe that, that the meaning of life or that the goal in life is to essentially find something that, that, that makes you tick. Find something... That makes you passionate and happy and you know, just makes your life well in your own terms. And it doesn't necessarily have to be work. Uh your work can be totally unrelated to your passion, but as long as you are pursuing your passion, then I believe that's what uh that's what you should pursue. Yeah. You know. Oftentimes work does get in the way of this and oftentimes uh people aren't happy in work. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's 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 a big complaint in today's society that work is meaningless, that why are we working? We you know, we have one life. Yeah. The, the motto is we have one life, why should we spend it working? Mm-hmm. And it does have some merit because we do have one life. You know, I don't know if we're going to be reincarnated, reincarnated as like a sheep or something, but, <laughs> but as far as I know, we have one life and I don't necessarily think we should be wasting it, you know, living in misery, living in stress, stressful environments, living it in, um, you know, just plain unwanted mess you know no one wants to live their life just working in a place where they don't want to work at Uh but at the same time you need to find a balance between working a job that you genuinely like and then having a good life in terms of finances and uh yeah just finances and general financial well-being and it's a hard one (laughs) like i said it's a hard one there's no clear code answer there's no clear code answer on how to balance Yeah, you know what you're passionate about and what you're working
0: yeah I mean even with me um, I I'm, I'm a I'm a my major's business administration right now mm-hmm. and it has been for the past three years and I think it's gonna say that until I freaking graduate to get my bachelor's degree mm-hmm. but the only way I actually found that I actually wanted to go into business is because of the shit that happened in high school now some some of the people that know me they know that um, my parents have a business it's a family business I I helped them run it too. And so, you know, I'm, I'm in that whole aspect of business from there, from since I was like seventh in seventh grade in middle school. But I didn't really see it as something I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life until it got to my high school junior year, of which I decided to take a, um, a course in business um, just for fun. Because I had nothing else to do, I t- I, I <laughs> pretty much did all the shit I needed to do in the beginning of yeah. the first three years. You're an overachiever. You, <laughs> you motherfucker. Mother <laughs> no, but I took it, and throughout the whole, <clears throat> throughout the whole course, and things like that, uh, it was based on a whole project of uh, producing a product and pretty much making a whole, a whole uh, presentation about the numbers, uh, production, everything like that and so at the end of the at the end of the class uh we got to, i got to talking with the professor and at that point um he said to me that business isn't everything it, it, it and i started thinking about it and it really isn't everything and so from there it, it just it clicked to, to me it clicked that i wanted to do business for the rest of my life because it, it isn't everything no matter what it is in the medical field, economically, pr- pretty much anything, honestly. Yeah, you look
1: at you look at anything in the United States, right? Yeah. And they're all built on revenue, uh-huh. and most of them are built on profit. You know, like a hospital, they're mostly built on receiving revenues, yeah. receiving grants, so that they could you know pay the doctors, et cetera, et cetera. So, so sort of to us to make a profit. Mm-hmm. You know, a hospital wouldn't be running if it constantly runs a deficit. Yeah. Every year, you know, it go bankrupt, they get shut down. It's just not a good hospital. Yeah. So literally, even churches. <laughs> oh man. It, yeah. It, as much you know, churches are, uh, as churches are supposed to be like this sanctuary, from the outside world, so you can yeah. to talk to God. But you know, without the without the basket pe- getting passed around, you know that church is getting shut down. So yeah, sh- sure. a church has to think about business just as much. As a financial firm does. Mm-hmm. So business isn't everything, and that's that's amazing that you found your passion in business at such a young age. Yeah. Because now you're able to pursue that. Uh, how old, you're twenty, right? Twenty. Yeah, yeah. You're able to pursue that at twenty years old, which not a lot of people get to do, right? And so you are getting a head start, in your life. Mm-hmm. And you already found something that you're passionate about, and so you have your motivation to keep going and continue. Mm-hmm. You know, same with me, freshman year and sophomore year. Uh, I did horrible in school <laughs> I <did> horrible. <laughs> So I would You know Constantly skip school uh, Freshman year I think I had like a <laughs> 1.5 Yeah, <laughs> it, well, it was pretty bad that. Oh my god It was pretty bad So it wasn't until My junior year That I realized uh, You know What I want to do In this life And it's definitely Not working construction My whole life Because you know, I'm not built for construction. I'm mm-hmm. scrawny. I'm as scrawny as <laughs> dude, <you know? laughs> So I'm not built for that sort of stuff. And I, and I really found my passion after um, taking the teacher's economic course, economics course and after taking AP government. So that's, I really found my passion in economics and political science. And, you know, during that same time, of that same span of time, I really just found a passion for helping people out. You know, helping people in a situation like me where I was really failing in school and had no interest. Yeah. And other people who have other situations like that. So I found my passion in helping people out and that's why I want to get into the government realm. So I could, you know, try to help people out, try to enact a lot of policies or just other policies or regulations that are gonna help people out. You know be, be the voice of the people. Mm-hmm. be the way yeah be the voice of the people. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. I'm not good at public speaking, so I'm not sure if I could like <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever do something too, too big, you know, but it's, it's definitely an ambition of mine to help as much people as I can. And, you know, it's, I'm lucky to have been able to find it at such a young age. Other people aren't so, aren't so lucky, but it shouldn't change. It shouldn't change your direction. You know, Yeah. who cares if you find your passion at 18 years old versus someone who finds it at. 54. Yeah. You know, we have one life and I believe that the goal of this life is to live it out doing something we love. Regardless if it takes 18 years to find it or if it takes what what age did I say? <laughs> 54. 54. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless if it <laughs> takes 54 years, you know. <laughs> I, I definitely wouldn't want to live waste my life doing something I don't like doing. You know? so, th-
0: so then in that aspect, uh, what do you think what do you think life is about? Like just to the main core.
1: What do you think life is about? That's like a <laughs> yeah, oh damn! That's oh, That was <laughs> tough, dude. That's a shocking question. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to go done? first? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to go first? You you kind of you know delve into it. Yeah,
1: I can I can go first, and you guys can tell me what you guys think. Okay. So inherently, I think life is meaningless. Oh, All right. Shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so like at, at first glance. Okay.
2: Like, I, I do I do agree with that. Okay? okay. It's the first time I find myself thinking about it like that it's fucking freaky,
1: which, <laughs> which is crazy. You right? Tell me about
2: right? So yeah, day. like you it, when you're born, you don't have meaning. Obviously, uh-huh. when you're born up to about the age of, I'd say even 15, your life doesn't really have meaning. You like, as a realist, you were just, you know, flesh, bones, blood. On this earth trying to fulfill the society that we're in make you know stick it to the man and make the man money uh, you know we are born we grow up we find a job we get married we reproduce we
1: die okay. yeah it's sleep wake up work okay okay but go what? home sleep <laughs> and then the cycle starts all over right
2: okay. no but but it's that's like the basis that's the generic thing okay and then you give your life meaning okay.
1: exactly
0: okay yes. but then how about this what are, about okay so you said you don't have a meaning i mean for you you don't have a meaning till the age of like 15 or so
2: i'd say like you do you really know what the hell you want to fucking do with your life at the <laughs> no, age no but of
0: like 15 but like your place in in the world it's like at the age of eight you're playing freaking ball with timmy and he throws it to nothing you're supposed to be there he throws it to nothing that's Basically, he played with himself at that point. Yo, choose your words wisely,
2: host. Oh, man. But no, I get what you mean. Like, I do get, but you're uh, hitting towards the aspect of like, what if that body wasn't there? Okay. We're talking about it, like, giving that body meaning. Okay. Right? When, let's just put in perspective, everybody's born the color gray and they don't choose their color, they don't choose their meaning until they know exactly what they wanna do. Everybody's gray. Everybody's okay. just basic until they give their life meaning. And then from there, they live their own meaningful life. right? For a lot of people, unfortunately, they live their whole life. Right. they live their whole life gray. And they, they always live in that gray life. They're always in that gray scale, right? They don't really give themselves meaning. For some people, they give themselves meaning and they kind of fall out of it, mm-hmm. right? For other people, they find it soon. For other people, they find it later, right? But it's something that, you know, you kind of have to go through. Yeah. You're not going to go to someone and be like, all right, give my life color. <laughs> give my life meaning, right? And, you know, a lot of people have tried. You know, that's why people go to motivational, like, speeches, right? And they, they, they want to, uh, like, have that yes, man. Have you guys uh-huh. seen the movie Yes Men? No, never seen it. Nah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's about um, this guy who was basically living like a meaningful life. He worked. He hated his life. He didn't do anything. He was at home. He didn't like hanging out with anybody because he didn't have fun. And then he went to. Uh, he met. He met this old friend of his who was in the same thing in him, and he's like, I went to a conference, and I am now a Yes man. Everything that you would say no to and keep your life bland i say yes to now and my life is crazy so he went to that and and then he became a yes man Mm -hmm. right but i'm saying like this this guy couldn't have given him him meaning he gave himself meaning Mm -hmm. by saying yes to all these things or whatever and that's kind of what we have to do
1: yeah it it definitely all starts with you whether you want to you know give your life meaning in the first place so so i i agree with you caesar that's you know I generally think that at first glance, life is meaningless. Like, yeah. we are just bodies of flesh, bags of bones, you know, uh, uh, Ziploc bags of blood. Just <laughs> <laughs> walking around earth, you know. And at first, we literally have no meaning. No meaning in life, you know. We have no meaning for why we are placed on this earth, except for biological ones. Yeah. The biological meaning is just to get born, mature, reproduce, then die. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's the biological meaning of life. Like, yeah. Literally. And so, I genuinely believe that the meaning of life, that someone hasn't found the meaning of life until they find their passion or something they're passionate about or something that they love or care about, you know? And uh, that's that's my philosophy of life. I believe that everyone's meaning of life is different from everyone's else. And as, as long as you find your meaning of life, then that's your meaning of life and no one else's. Would
2: you say w- people with negative passions have found their meaning?
1: Yeah, it's a. Uh... Because
2: uh... when you define uh, the meaning of life, you say everybody has to find something they're passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously, yeah. like our minds go towards, oh, I'm passionate about this uh, work, right? I'm passionate about Arts, art and stuff like music, that, right? Like that. But what about the negative stuff? I'm passionate about robbing. Um, I'm passionate about stealing. Yeah, i uh, Killing. Killing and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Like, and that's one that has been debated since, like, ancient Greece... About, like, Socrates and, and Plato. That uh... You know, people do have those ambitions... Where they're passionate about... Just generally bad things in society. Such as, like, robbing... Killing... Uh... Other stuff that we won't delve into topics... Because, frankly, they're, they're gruesome and vile. And, uh... You know, unfortunately... Those are the meanings of life, you know. They're passionate about that, and unfortunately, they're going to live according to that. Uh huh. And that's sort of where the meaning of life intercepts with our society, because our society has its values and norms, mm-hmm. and it doesn't allow certain vile things like murder or robbings like that, to occur. And so, unfortunately, it's uh. I'm not. I'm not trying to emphasize any sympathy for, you know, vile actions, cruel actions. Yeah. But unfortunately, these people are incarcerated for what they believe, for for, so, for for what they are passionate about. Yeah. And it's sort of a tragedy that they're born, that they're born or conditioned to, you know, be passionate about something that violent. And at that point, we got to kind of turn to our society, to our government as a whole, not our government, to our society as a whole, and determine what went wrong with that person's upbringing that led them to become passionate about something so violent. And that's leading them to live a life incarcerated or behind bars or a tragic life like that.
0: Well, I I wouldn't say that. I think at that point, it kind of depends on the society structure. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The reason I say that is because um, it depends on what we define as good and what we define as bad. So I don't know who the hell came up with the fucking idea. Of good being good and bad being bad, but it could be the total opposite for all we know. You know what I mean? It's
2: all perspective.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: it's it's definitely all perspective, and uh, and there's a lot of theories about where bad and good originated from. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so there's a lot of theories about it. So a quick one is from Maki. No, it's from from Frederick Nietzsche, and he says that. This dude was kind of crazy. He was actually psychotic. <laughs> okay. he, he was actually psychotic. And he said that, uh, you know, good, the good values in society, they derive from Christianity. Mm-hmm. And the bad values, they derive from the biologically strong. And he says that the Christian good society, that the Christian society made, a, you know, they, they organize themselves around, you know, morals, empathy, sympathy, helping others. While the biologically strong, you know, in nature, they win. You know, mm-hmm. natural selection, they're more likely to survive. And so he argues that Christianity made the weak, the weak values that made them the good values. So caring for others, you know, sympathizing with others. And they made the strong, biologically strong values, such as, you know, aggression, maybe uh, strength, uh, more testosterone he made those our society made those the bad values and so from there you can kind of get an idea of what good and bad are okay and so good is sort of helping the public good Mm -hmm. while bad is sort of more an egoistic individualistic thinking only for yourself approach and so in our society obviously we in american society we obviously think the same way you know yeah We have our set boundaries on good and our set boundaries on law. I mean, on bad, sorry. And we make our laws according to that. So I think there's definitely a lot of historical uh, instances or historical just context of good and bad.
2: Would you say certain good uh, comes from emotion? Like being guided by emotion, right? Good means you can feel you have these certain emotions let's say you judge someone that has full sympathy full empathy versus someone who is numb to emotions right would you say the person that's numb has less of a meaning to life than the person that is guided by emotions
1: no i wouldn't say that the guy who's less emotional has a has a lower meaning of life or a lesser meaning of life, you know, people, like I said, the meaning of life is personal, and it's, it's it's different for every individual, and as long as every, as long as that person finds their passion about something, I think that they're really living out their meaning of life, but the meaning of life is different from, you know, characteristics, Mm -hmm. or personal, personal traits, and classes, and so I, I wouldn't think there was, there would be some correlation between, someone being emotional and fulfilling their meaning of life and someone being less emotional and not fulfilling their meaning of life.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, coming from that, that kind of gives an idea to people about you can have a certain attitude towards life right and still fulfill your meaning of life right let's say one person goes through life only pursuing success and money uh, belittling downgrading people around them but making it to the top right they made it to their top they made it up their peak they fulfilled their life Mm -hmm. but as a society a lot of people would be like, that guy didn't help anybody, that guy didn't look out for anybody. Yeah, that, that guy's guy. a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. That, that guy's a douchebag, but in his eyes he's successful and he mm-hmm. fulfilled his life.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a that's another dilemma with our societies that, you know, our society has set norms, institutions, laws, mm-hmm. just regulations that determine what a person can and cannot do. And sometimes that intercepts with the person's meaning of life and ambition, you know. And what do you guys think? Should we allow every person to fulfill their meaning of life, no matter how how bad it is, you know, morally bad? Should we allow these people to do whatever they want just so that they can fulfill their life?
2: That's uh, mm.
0: that's kind of a gray area. <laughs> it's, it's, you have You have the people that are passionate about art, science, history, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Then you have those other people that are passionate about killing, murdering people, you know, the mm. negative side of what we were talking about earlier. Yeah,
1: that's... Yeah, it's definitely a gray area. And, um, you know, in, in my personal opinion, I believe that a person should allow, should be allowed to pursue their ambition and their meaning of life as long as it doesn't interfere or intrude upon someone else's life or well-being or health or their own meaning of life, you know, it's, um, I don't think anyone should be involved with someone's personal affairs, you know, unless they want to, Okay. Yeah, unless they want to be uh they want help or something. Uh-huh. I don't believe that someone should be involved with someone's personal affairs if it's not involved them in any way whatsoever. You know? So
2: you'd say the meaning of life is through personal, you know, achievements, but with the, with like with the, the restriction of, yeah. of societal norms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh.
0: Well, let me tell you guys something now. Um, <laughs> all right, spit them facts, dude. It's more of a story. It's um, it was kind of like a midlife crisis at the age of eight. Oh man! And I didn't know what the fucking midlife crisis was at the uh, age of eight. Yeah. Supposedly <laughs> so that was it. Um, uh, I was oh so one of my one of my older brother's friends was sleeping over at the house. Mm-hmm. And we were watching, uh, I think the movie Twenty Twelve. That, that movie? Movie? You were eight on. The no 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 no. Sorry, no sorry, the wrong fucking movie. Wrong movie. I don't know what the fuck we were seeing. That that's a different story. Anyways, <laughs> that's another one. But we were watching a, a different movie, and it it uh it was like almost it was talking about like the end of the world, or some shit like that. Uh, I, I uh, that's why I got it mixed. Okay. okay. Anyway, <laughs> um. After watching that movie, I started, like, we had to go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. So I started thinking in my own mind before heading to bed, like, why am I here? Like, what's the meaning of life? What's my purpose here? <laughs> and then I started, and then, we did that. At eight then, years <laughs> old, dude. At eight years yes, old. Yes. Yes. And then I started thinking about, like, I'm just a single organism on planet Earth. Uh, there's a bunch of other planets. There's the sun. And that's when I was learning about like solar systems and things like that yeah. and, and like stars and stars being suns as well. <laughs> and then I was thinking, what if, what if I'm not the only one out here right now? What if <laughs> there's <laughs> no got, fucking way? I'm being fucking <laughs> honest. I got to that point and I scared myself shitless. I, it got to the point where I, I cried.
1: <laughs> you probably went up to your mom's room. Like, I did. I, I went mom. up to my mom's room. <laughs> I woke her up. And I was like,
0: yeah. out and I, and I asked him the question. W- like why am I here? What's my purpose? <laughs> like, At eight years imagine, now, imagine, yes, imagine oh I don't know what I don't know what the <laughs> hell happened to me, dude. But like, I grew up hella fast that day.
2: Her, his parents were probably like, "Oh, he's gonna be like asking me that." There's a monster in my closet, or no? He goes up to them. What's the ass, of life? <laughs> Why am I here?
0: <laughs> and and they tell and they tell me it's to it's to um, to feel emotions, to have a purpose, to. To kind of have fun with life, and being fulfilled in um in every aspect that you have in life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and from from there, I they calmed me down. Of course, I think I I took some Nyquil.
2: I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> they spiked you, bro. <laughs> they spiked you. That was not Nyquil. <laughs>
0: and and you know, like it, like my mind eased up after that. But like. At that point, at that age, I had a fucking, uh, a midlife crisis. I couldn't even believe it.
2: You had a realization. That's what you had. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever the
0: fuck you want to call yeah. it. That's what, that's what happened at it's the age like of eight for me. pre-life, crisis. Yeah. <laughs> <A> pre-life
1: crisis. <laughs> yeah. You
2: damn well you ain't fucking midlife for <laughs> <laughs> eight years old. For real, bro.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I sometimes have those nights where I just stay up and I'm like, you like, super
2: the... depressed.
1: Huh? Oh yeah. Like, what am I doing? Like. Why am I here? Am I really just am I really just living just to die in eighty years? Yeah. And you know, I feel like a lot of people have those thoughts at night. Or not just at night, like throughout their life. Uh-huh. They have their they question their existence and their purpose and their general person, you know. They question why why they're there, why they're doing whatever they're doing. And it's it's pretty it's a pretty depressing thought, you know, to say the least. But i feel that the sooner you accept that life is inherently meaningless at first glance you know as soon as you accept the fact that you by yourself are essentially meaningless and you have no purpose as soon as you accept that i believe that the quicker you're able to find your own meaning uh-huh. because now you're not searching for a grander overall truth now you're not searching for why god wants you to be there See? now you're not searching why why Socrates, a thousand years ago, <laughs> says something about life. You know, at that point, when you realize that life in itself is meaningless, you can begin, you're, you're out of distractions, and you can begin to look for your own meaning.
0: See, but the thing is that when, if, if you were to think about that, if you were a different person, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, you're saying that to another person, it, it legit, every single, every single, sorry, everyone else, Legitimately goes over the fact that life is meaningless. Yeah, and that's the shit that scares them the most. That's why that's why they put it to the side, and focus on the fun, the passion about having a purpose in life itself. Mm-hmm. So, it, it like, even if we wanted to, it's it's more of um, afraid of actually um, accepting that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, some people, I I think some people realize that their life is meaningless but they don't pursue the meaning they stay with the idea that it's meaningless right because they they're basically living their life to just die
1: yeah that's 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 pretty tragic and honestly i
2: think uh those people are the ones that you see just you know killing themselves and or like on the streets and they find meaning in drugs or they find meaning in other smaller you know things that bring you small glimpses of, I wouldn't even say happiness, just pleasure.
1: Yeah, it's just like, just pure dopamine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's true. It's the sad fact that people, some people realize that their life, that life itself, not their life, you know, everyone has meaning for their own life. Uh But life itself is biological life. It's like, as soon as people accept that and realize that, you know, they become depressed. They become depressed to the point where they do commit suicide. Or they become depressed, where they, uh, you know, hurt themselves. They hurt their well-being. They become homeless. They start using drugs, and at that point, we have gotta ask ourselves whether some people are really pursuing what whatever they're passionate about, or whether people are just uh, pursuing a simple, but you know, long in the long run, hurtful pleasure. So like drugs, you mm-hmm. know. I don't think a person's meaning in life is to shoot up meth <laughs> or just to use meth. I don't know,
2: man. I was talking to George down the street and oh he said he God. fucking likes <laughs> Yeah,
1: <heads. laughs> I don't think people's meaning, a person's meaning in life is just just to smoke crack, yeah. smoke meth, you know, shoot up some heroin. You know, at that point, it's just a pleasure that they use to get by. But. That's, that's something we got to mitigate and limit because, you know, it's just, it hurts them. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think something that someone is passionate about should hurt them. I don't think it can, because then it's not a passion. It's more like a death sentence.
2: Yeah, but with with passion, is it fueled by pleasure?
1: Passion, yeah, it can be fueled by pleasure.
2: Then what makes uh, shooting up, you know, heroin, less pleasurable than winning or making a hundred dollars, you know? A day at work. Maybe not a day, but <laughs> uh, making like $18 an hour, right? One hour you do heroin, you get the same pleasure as one hour that you have sex or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's, um, uh, and to that, you know, obviously shooting up heroin is dangerous. It's, okay. It hurts your health. Mm-hmm. It hurts your health. In the long run, you're simply just killing yourself over a pleasure that, in the long run, isn't a pleasure, it's death sentence, you mm-hmm. know? And I think there should be a difference between uh, what is it? There's a term for them, I forget what it's called. But I think there should be a difference between ill pleasures or simple pleasures or pleasures uh, designed to have like a little short burst of like dopamine to happiness and then like ten years of consequences. I I think yeah, I think I know like <laughs> And what then you're pleasures about. that are actually gonna benefit you, you know, at that moment or maybe not in that moment, but in the long run. So, you know, like education, right? Mm-hmm. I don't like Sitting in my room for four hours a day, uh, reading a textbook about how to talk to people. <laughs> Commun- <About communication. laughs> I know, but I understand that in the long run, you know, it's going to help me. Uh, employers are going to see that I took communication course and they're at least going <laughs> to believe that I have a better communication than someone who hasn't, you know. And so, that's the difference between ill pleasures or pleasures that hurt you in the long run, and you know. I don't know what I would call it. Maybe s- successful benefits or successful pleasures okay. that maybe don't give you pleasure right now, but yeah. will help you drastically, drastically in the long run.
2: Like pursuing positive pleasures. Like, yes. obviously, we're not having fun here in college. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not having fun here, like doing homework and fucking not sleeping, but the pleasure of walking across that stage with a diploma and looking at your parents that immigrated from Mexico. Dude. That pleasure is what we pursue. Yeah. But obviously, we don't think about that when we're it's like three in the morning. And we're we just a, want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're reading a damn communications textbook. Right? We don't like think
1: when about you talk that. Talk to people. Open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> like, How the fuck you do that? <laughs> like, fuck. I'm gonna fail.
2: <laughs> but that's like pursuing positive pleasures. That's what I think kind of gives us meaning Mm -hmm. right but those small bursts of just negative pleasures kind of ruin people's lives Mm -hmm. right and i mean it could be your own perspective on what you believe what some positive pleasures are versus some negative pleasures because some people uh would say that they dropped out of college because they just couldn't do like the work and it was just so stupid and this and that but they found pleasure in something else. Where did they stray away from the positive pleasure of the diploma and the happiness, or were they too focused on the what's going on and if they're receiving pleasure in that moment or not?
1: Yeah, I think that's um, something interesting that you brought up because you know up until this point I didn't even think of that. You know, like you said, someone who drops out at the time thinks, "Oh, this dude just dropped out." And he's putting his whole future in a ride because he dropped out, mm-hmm. so he's missing out on that positive pleasure. But at the same time, you mentioned that he found something that better suits him, and like I kind of want to bring this back to the point that uh, we start that we began on in the discussion. Mm-hmm. How we said that at eighteen years old, you know, we're so curious, we're still find, finding a footing, we mm-hmm. still want to figure out what we what, what we want to do in life, and I think that's an important part, an important step. In the process of finding your own passion and ambition. You know, obviously, if something isn't working out with you, I believe you should stop doing that action and go look around, go look for other things to pursue, something that you're more passionate or ambitious about. You know, I found, I also know a lot of people, or a few people actually, that have dropped out of school, have dropped out of university, but they found something that gives them more passion, like infinitely more times, Mm -hmm. you know. A lot of times, school isn't cut off for everyone, or college. Yeah. And I feel like society places a large emphasis on on school uh, producing yeah. success and, <laughs> yeah, producing, you know, financial stability and shit. When it's not, it's not like that, you know. There's more, there's more options than just the one option you're trying to pursue. And I think it's important to determine your options, to look around and choose the one that you think will best suit you. Not spontaneously, of course. You know, you don't want to drop out of uh let's say a degree in basketball even to, pursue, to pursue scuba diving. And then the next day you're like, oh fuck, I hate scuba diving. <laughs> can't even swim. You know. You have to be curious and you have to look around and you have to do your research and you have to, you know, see what you're passionate about. You just can't you can't just make a spontaneous decision. You know? And I think that's part of the process of finding your meaning of life, your ambition your passion
2: i think i'd say the textbook meaning of life and you guys could either agree or disagree (laughs) is finding um ultimate or long-run passion and pleasure right because let's say let's say i do drop out of uh college just be so i can get a job that makes more money Right. Let's let's say I drop out of college because in construction they're paying me twenty five dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and right now I am only working uh, part time, making this much money. But I am not pursuing the the future passion of making thirty dollars an hour as an engineer. No, I'm focusing on the the closer you know pleasure of making twenty five dollars an hour now, but in the future. I'm gonna be thirty years old. My knees are gonna hurt. My back is gonna hurt. And... My knees already hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're you're looking more into the the closer or the. It's more like the short term. Yeah. Uh, short term, yeah. Pleasure. Short term pleasure.
1: short term, yeah. And I think it's important to uh to discuss with yourself your your investments in the long term. Uh-huh. you know, this ain't this ain't the thirteen hundreds. We're not living to thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> We're living to um you know, at the average age or the la- average lifespan in the U.S. is like, I think it's in the 80s. Yeah, which is, is every it's, year. it's crazy yeah. as hell, you yeah. know. And so, you have to discuss with, you, with yourself and you have to calculate with yourself, you know, what's better in the long run for me? You also have to consider in the factors of what you're passionate about. You know, I know that computer science makes a shitload of money yeah. as a career yeah. I'm talking hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars yeah. in income you know i'm not going to pursue that because <laughs> i don't like computer <laughs> science right so you have to determine it's you have to see your trade offs you know this profession they offer more money but i'm not really passionate about this profession mm-hmm. so i'd rather go somewhere that i'm passionate about and maybe make a little less money but at least i'm passionate about it so i can live a good life because what life is there to live in a profession that you hate going to every day, but you make the money, you know, you can yeah. buy a big house, you can buy a Lamborghini, you can buy a fucking yacht. But <laughs> if you don't like your life, well, why is it worth the fuck, living? The fuck you it? Yeah. Like a happy
2: poor man versus a depressed rich man.
1: Yeah. And th- yeah. Th- go ahead. This is this. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, this
0: is actually reminding me of like, um, sort of like a theory that I've been thinking about, like that I've been working on, I- honestly. Hmm. Um, So it goes back into a, um, a book that I read and it was called The Game <laughs> and um, it was basically about um, at the age of 16 you go into sort of like a simulation of life itself so you feel like you're living life you're, and you're inside of it you're living until however you die or old age murder whatever, whatever it is but it feels like it's real time outside in the real world it's two weeks average yeah so you're in there pretty much the whole time and throughout that time you know you're living life you're uh growing up parents they die you get a job you do all this shit okay and throughout throughout that point in time whenever you die whatever money you've accumulated throughout that that life you gain in real life Mm -hmm. okay but the thing is that you there's no way to work in the real life the only way to work and actually gain money is through the game itself. Hmm. Okay, and so you can only play the game until you're twenty one. From sixteen to twenty one, you have, uh, oh, fuck, on. <laughs> how long is that? Six five, six years? five years. Yeah. Five yeah, years. Five nice. years. Five years. as much money as possible for you for to set yourself up in life. And so, there are spectators like outside the real world who see you. They help you sometimes. They give you, uh, or they can shut you down. Or- Right. Yeah, they, they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some shit. <laughs> That's some shit. <laughs> but the thing is, that, like, if you don't gain enough money the first time you're in that game, the first time you're in that game, um, you can't buy yourself back in. You have to buy yourself back in to get a new life and keep on going over and over. Jeez. So wow. if you fuck up the first time, you, you can't go back in. You're pretty much homeless at that point. And so from there... It kind of ties into inside the real game, them thinking that uh the memory or mother, the mother or whatever, mm-hmm. is is God itself, and so, I was thinking about that book, and it kind of tied into, into like a a prologue or whatever the hell you want to call it, from uh, a rapper, from a what? A rapper. a rapper. Logic. Logic. Yeah. Yeah. So there was. In like in the middle of his album, he um, he kind of like set up a script of where he wakes up in like in a white room, and he he's super confused like what the hell just happened to him. So all of a sudden this being comes in, and is talking talking to him about the 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 definition of life, the meaning of life, things like that. Mm-hmm. And he said like he wasn't ready for it, things like that. But he said he lived every life on earth each at a single different point in time and that and that got to me because i was like holy shit like it's kind of possible like i could be you and you could be me but we're one at the same time you know what i mean Yo, what the
2: fuck? <laughs> Yo, dude,
0: this is this is that 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 fucking uh, the eight-year-old me coming out right <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, What the hell, Did dude? you have a midlife crisis again? <laughs> oh, so many times, dude. I cannot even fucking tell you. But um, but yeah, and so it's like it kind of, kind of um, it's it's very interesting to me how that kind of played out because it they both tie in together so well. And the book you can't actually find it anymore it, it, it's like as if it never existed in the first place and and this the the creepiest thing <laughs> is that in the game there's a book that two people find and they find the answer of why they're really in there but no one else has read it and it and it just disappears like that after they looked at it once jeez i read the book once and I can't find it anywhere else. No fucking way. I'm what? being honest. Oh hell. So nah. it's like fuck. <laughs> Dude, hell we're in nah. a simulation <laughs> right now. Holy shit. For real
2: bro. Oh yeah. damn. That's.
0: It, but it like it gets you thinking like, what like, where the fuck are we?
1: Gee, I've never heard of the book. I think you're. Then you experience something dude. otherworldly, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking balls, dude.
2: No, that's that's something. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy to think that's, about.
2: Wow. Okay. Um. Well, how are you supposed to follow that up, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's.
1: Yeah, it's a hard one. You know, the question of the meaning of life has has been around since. Humanity has built the fire. Oh, yeah, man. And so, different theories have come and gone. But I think the one thing we can all agree on is that we just don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I don't want to say we don't know. There's just no.
1: There's no concrete concrete evidence.
2: answer. There's yes. no black and white. It's yeah. not black and
1: yeah. white. Yeah, you know, I you know like going back to what I think. I think. Life itself is meaningless. But I believe that you can live you can give your life like your own personal life meaning mm-hmm. through purpose and passion and ambition. I'm sure people have different views. I'm pretty sure Christians have the idea that, you know, life is uh is a journey. Is a journey to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And I know different people have different beliefs. But the one thing I know for sure is that, you know, based on concrete facts and I, and concrete facts, concrete evidence we just don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so like um, pretty much I can't I can't really say like no one can really say the the definition of the meaning of life itself because no one really knows. And yeah, there's so many different answers that that there are. You know? So it's like it's kind of like a, a touchy subject in a way for different people in different different ways
1: it can also be offensive oh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) i told my so my dad's like my family is heavily catholic Uh you know coming from mexico they were indoctrinated into the catholic religion at a very young age Mm -hmm. and they still practice their belief like heavily so we go to church every sunday my mom she lives out in dallas she does the rosary every saturday night and then goes to church every sunday which I think it's crazy. We <laughs> and know and they're heavily religious. And I told my dad one time. Uh we were like on the subject of I don't know, some crazy shit like this. <laughs> and I told him like, yeah, I, I think life is meaningless. Like I think life itself, like it's meaningless. We're just born to die. He got so mad, Dude, man. Said it Dude, to him. Yeah, he was like, did... uh what did he say? He said, <laughs> yeah, he, he really got mad because I, he, he thought I was like offending the Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, to some people it might come across that way because they have the perception that life is given meaning by God. You know, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily believe that. I believe in something else. Yeah. The thing is, uh, you know, Catholics and Christians are free to believe that. And if they are free to believe that, then I should be free... To believe in my own personal opinion you know and that's that's the thing that's in today's society they try to impose their own meanings and their own purposes and their own ideas and they try to impose it upon everybody it's mm-hmm. not a one-size-fits-all approach yeah you know like i said people have their own personal purpose and ambitions and passions but when you try to impose a set standard of ideas and factors upon society as a whole obviously you're gonna have conflict yeah. you are gonna have people uh, distressed, depressed. Uh, you know, have people that are sad because they don't necessarily fit into the molds of society. Yeah. So I think it's very important for people to determine their own personal meaning of life, and not to just accept whatever is given to them, you know, by society or school, or even their parents. So you know?
0: so so no matter what you're trying to say, like it's okay for us not to know what the meaning of life is. It it but. We should at least kind of figure out ourselves, or we will figure out ourselves, um, that the meaning of life just depends on on us, on our emotions, how we feel, what we do, you you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of something you, even even the listeners, that you might want to think about as well, honestly. And so you know, with that being said, um, at, at that point. I think we pretty much hit every point we wanted to hit today.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah it's, it's yeah, like Gio said, it's definitely important for you guys to figure out your own your own meaning of life and your own personal purpose.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin, you know we're really we're really happy to have you here. we you were amazing today, dude. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, is there anything else you want to say to the public? I uh, love you, mom. All right. All right. All right. All
2: See right. there anything? Um no. I just I just do hope everybody realizes that, you know, they have you have to find out your own meaning eventually. Yeah. Don't be living your life without a meaning.
1: And don't do crack. Please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't do crack. Yes. Don't do yes. crack. Yes. We, we don't
2: support crack here in the this life podcast. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> as a disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) alright guys well thank you thank you so much for all you supporters for our guest Kevin thank you thank you for having me thank you it's always a pleasure it's always a pleasure well guys make sure to tune in next week we will have another guest but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and always remember
1: that you give your life meaning alright this life